Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Cameroon. This country has had a history of attacks by the Islamist terrorist group known as Boko Haram, who was responsible for the death of at least 1,000 in 2015. The country has one of the most diverse ecosystems in Africa. It has been confirmed by scientists that HIV originated in wild chimpanzees in this country. Some people here practice spider divination, where the spider is deemed capable of answering questions, depending on how it displaces cards that are stacked outside its burrow hole. Segment 1. Bare Bones Location in West Central Africa Official name, Republic of Cameroon Nationality, Cameroonian Capital, Yonde Total area, 475,440 square kilometers or 183,568 square miles. It is slightly larger than the state of California in the United States, or twice the size of the United Kingdom. Population, 28,024,152. Official language, there are two French and English. There is no official religion. Currency, Central African Franc. Form of Government, Presidential Republic. Flag. Three equal vertical sections of green, red, and yellow, left to right. In the center of the flag overlaying the red section is a yellow five-pointed star. The vertical tricolor recalls the flag of France. Red symbolizes unity, yellow the sun, happiness, and the savannas in the north, and green, hope, and the forests in the south. The star is referred to as the Star of Unity. National Symbols The Lion Segment 2, Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate Cameroon is at the junction of West and Central Africa. Nigeria is to the north and west, Chad to the northeast, Central African Republic to the east, Congo and Gabon to the south, and the Gulf of Guinea in the South Atlantic Ocean to the west. It is one of the wettest countries in the world. There are thermal springs throughout the country, and the locals use them as an energy source. Its location at the equator makes it have almost no difference between the seasons. The average daytime temperatures range between 28 and 34 degrees Celsius, or 82 and 93 degrees Fahrenheit. In some parts of the country, the temperature raises to 42 degrees Celsius or 107.6 degrees Fahrenheit. In colder months, and depending on the region, it can get down to 18 degrees Celsius or 64 degrees Fahrenheit. It has a coastal plain in the southwest, a dissected plateau in the center, mountains in the west, and plains in the north. The highest elevation is Fako on Mount Cameroon at 13,255 feet or 4,040 meters 
in the southwest region near the Gulf of Guinea. It is the only volcanic peak in western Africa, with recent ongoing eruptions, the last one in 2012. It is the highest point in sub-Saharan western and central Africa, the fourth most prominent peak in Africa, and the 31st most prominent in the world. The lowest point is the Atlantic Ocean at zero meters. There are 402 kilometers of coastline and about 10 islands. The longest river in the country is the Sanaga River, which isn't navigable. Two others are the Bennu and Nyong. A major lake is Lake Chad, which is shared with Niger, Nigeria, and Chad. Natural Hazards There is volcanic activity with periodic releases of poisonous gases from Lake Neos and Lake Manun. Environment There are waterborne diseases, deforestation and overgrazing resulting in erosion, desertification, and reduced quality of pasture land, poaching, overfishing, and overhunting. Cameroon is ranked 153 out of 180 nations, with an overall Environmental Performance Index score of 30.2. Overall EPI rankings indicate which countries are best addressing the environmental challenges that every nation faces. Vegetation Over 40% of the country is covered in forest. There are mountain forests, savannas, and woodlands, mangrove forests, and dense rainforests. There are 10 national parks in the country. Wildlife The butterfly plays an important role in ecosystems, acting as a pollinator, contributing to biodiversity, and an indicator of an ecosystem's well-being. Cameroon has about 1,600 butterfly species, 110 of which are endemic. There are 74 endangered wildlife species, 132 threatened species, 351 different mammals, 37 different snakes, 39 primates, 844 birds, 97 bats, and 78 reptiles. The Goliath frog is the largest frog in the world and is only found in Cameroon and Equatorial Guinea. It is also known as the Goliath bullfrog or giant slippery frog. They typically grow up to 32 centimeters in length from snout to vent and weigh up to 3.25 kilograms. The largest one recorded, and in the Guinness Book of World Records, was caught in 1989, weighing 3.66 kilograms or 8 pounds 1 ounce, and was 36.83 centimeters or 14.5 inches from snout to vent. The world's rarest great ape, the Cross River Gorilla, lives in the forests of Cameroon. People French and English are the official languages. There are at least 250 languages spoken in the country. There are an estimated 250 distinct ethnic groups, and the country can be divided into five large regional cultural divisions. The Western Highlanders, or Grassfielders, include the Bamalik, Bamum, and other smaller Tikar groups in the northwest. These make up 38% of the population. The coastal tropical forest peoples include the Basa, Duala, and many smaller groups in the southwest. These make up about 12%. 
The southern tropical forest peoples include the Beti Pahuin, Bulu, Fang, Maka, Nijem, and Baka, and make up 18%. The predominantly Islamic peoples on the northern semi-arid regions, or the Sahel, and central highlands, include the Fulani at 14%. The Kurdi, also known as Montanards, are non-Islamic, or recently Islamic peoples, of the northern desert and central highlands, making up 18%. The Baka people. They number roughly 30,000, mostly in southeast Cameroon. They have historically been called pygmies, a term now considered derogatory. They are semi-nomadic hunter-gatherers largely using poisoned arrows and spears. Fishing is also very important, and the Baka use three different methods of fishing. The young boys are taught to use fishing rods at a young age. The men use a unique method of fishing. They crush up certain plant material, which they release into the fast-moving rivers. It contains a chemical that deprives the fish of oxygen, making the fish float to the surface, which are then easily collected. The women use a method known as dam fishing, in which water is removed from a dammed area and fish are taken from the exposed ground. Children and adolescent girls often accompany the women when they go fishing. The adolescent girls not only help with fishing, but also help by watching over the infants. Women cultivate plants, such as plantains, cassavas, and bananas, and practice beekeeping. They also gather two types of nuts. The men will hunt from dawn till dusk. The group remains in one area until it is hunted out. After that, they abandon the camp and settle down in a different area of the forest. The group is communal and makes decisions by consensus. They have in-depth knowledge of forest plants. They use nearly 500 themselves and are familiar with many more. Much of their medicine involves plants which are brewed or mashed into a pulp to treat illnesses or infertility. One interesting point is that many Baca have had Ebola, but none have been reported to have displayed any symptoms. They are known for their knowledge of animal behavior. For example, Baca have more than a dozen words for the forest elephant, depending on its age, sex, and personality. The Baca worship the forest spirit called Jengi. The spirit plays the role of the mediator between the supreme being, Komba, and the Baca people. Komba is considered their god and maker, who abandoned them because of their disobedience. He left them under the care of Jengi. The Baka consider Jengi a protector or guardian. They strongly believe and revere Jengi as they believe he is the only way to Komba. The Baka people believe Jengi to be omnipresent within the forest, allowing him to punish transgressors within the forest. Ultimately, the Baka people worship nature. They have ceremonies involving Jengi for different occasions, such as after hunting successfully, or when a young man goes from being a boy to a man, or when a tribe member dies. When one dies, there is a long night of ceremonial dancing. Then the villagers depart, leaving the corpse behind, and set out to move somewhere else in order to flee the curse. They rely on farmers, mostly Bantu villagers, for trade opportunities. This has led the Baka to often work as indentured servants to these farmers, causing tension between the two groups. 
The Baca people are in a cephalous society, which means there are no political leaders or hierarchies. This makes it difficult for them to gain their say in matters that affect them. They are deprived of their human rights. Their children don't attend school because most are outside of Baca settlements. Their children are often targets in bullying. There is a language barrier. And formal classroom education is not a central part of Baca settlements. The Baca are experiencing great difficulties. Much of their ancestral homeland has either been destroyed through deforestation, designated as national parks, or awarded to safari hunting companies. They are being illegally forced from their ancestral homelands in the name of conservation. They are accused of poaching because they hunt for their food. They face arrest and beatings, torture, and death at the hands of anti-poaching squads supported by WWF or the Worldwide Fund for Nature. The average life expectancy is 42 years for the Baca people, with up to 50% mortality in the 0-5 to age group. The Bamileke people. They have a king known as a fawn in each of their villages. He is believed to have supernatural powers, including the ability to turn into a mighty animal, such as a leopard or elephant. He also can marry as many women as he wants and can have several hundred children. This culture believes that skulls hold the spirit of the deceased one and has the power to bring good or bad fortune. They have the custom of exhuming the skulls of ancestors two years after burial and then keeping the skull close by. The Fulani people. These people are cattle herders who place a high value on their livestock. The main work of the men is to manage the herd, find grazing sites, maintain the camp needs, including tents, and to make tools. The women generally sell produce in the markets, milk cows, weave, and make mats. They sell goat, sheep, and dairy products, and their wealth is measured by the size of their herd of cattle. They build dome houses made from grasses, which are easy to set up and dismantle. When they are ready to move, they transport the dismantled pieces on their camels, horses, or donkeys. They are known to have conflicts with farmers when they move to new areas, and there is competition for grazing. The Anglophone People These people make up 20% of the population and are of various backgrounds. They are mostly from the English-speaking regions in the Northwest and Southwest, where these regions were formerly known as British Southern Cameroon. They adhere to Anglo-Saxon education and law. They feel that the central government has failed to uphold the constitution guarantee of a bilingual nation. They feel politically and economically marginalized and that their cultural difference is ignored. Violence erupted in 2016 with many of the Anglophone people demanding federalism or succession. Religion Roman Catholics make up 38.3%, Protestants 25.5%, other Christians 6.9%, Muslim 24.4%, Animist 2.2%, other 0.5%, and none at 2.2%. The Constitution establishes the state as secular, prohibits religious harassment, and provides for freedom of religion and worship. 
According to media reports and religious leaders, most abuses involving religious freedom occurred in the predominantly English-speaking Northwest and Southwest regions, where violence associated with the separatist crisis continued. There have been several clashes between Christian and Muslim groups. This included the abduction of Catholic priests, burning of churches and the home of a pastor, and an attack on a Catholic pastoral center, which resulted in the killing of two individuals and injuring at least 11 others. History Present-day Cameroon was first settled in the Neolithic era. Some of the earliest inhabitants were the Sao civilization and the Baka people. Next came the Bantu about 2,000 years ago. The area was ruled by powerful chiefdoms. Portuguese explorers arriving in the 15th century called the area Rio dos Camarões, meaning River of Shrimp, after discovering an abundance of ghost shrimp in the Wari River. In the early 19th century, Fulani soldiers were sent on a jihad, led by Modibo Adama, in the north against non-Muslim and partly Muslim peoples and established the Adamawa Emirate. Germany began to establish roots in the country when the Wowerman Company of Hamburg built a warehouse on the Wari River. A treaty was signed to annex the region for the German emperor. It was claimed as a territory for the German Empire, and the colony of Cameroon was formed in 1884. German commercial companies were using forced labor to run profitable banana, rubber, palm oil, and cocoa plantations. With the defeat of Germany in World War I, Cameroon became a League of Nations mandate territory and was split into French Cameroon and British Cameroons in 1919. France integrated the economy of Cameroon with that of France and improved the infrastructure with capital investments and skilled workers, modifying the colonial system of forced labor. The British administered their territory from neighboring Nigeria. Natives complained that this made them a neglected colony of a colony. Nigerian migrant workers flocked to southern Cameroons, ending forced labor altogether, but angering the local natives who felt swamped. The League of Nations mandates were converted into United Nations trusteeships in 1946, and the question of independence became a pressing issue in French Cameroon. France outlawed the pro-independence political party, the Union of the Peoples of Cameroon, on July 13, 1955. This prompted a long guerrilla war and the assassination of several of the party's leaders. In the British Cameroons, the question was whether to reunify with French Cameroon or join Nigeria. The British ruled out the option of independence. On January 1, 1960, French Cameroon gained independence from France under President Amadou Ahijo as the Republic of Cameroon. On October 1, 1961, the southern portion, formerly British Southern Cameroons, voted to merge with the new country to form the Federal Republic of Cameroon and gained independence from the United Kingdom. On May 20, 1972, a referendum was passed to abolish the federal system of government in favor of a United Republic of Cameroon governed from Yonde. In 1982, Ahijo stepped down and Paul Bia became his successor. 
1984, it was named the Republic of Cameroon. In 2006, the border dispute between Cameroon and Nigeria regarding a shared 1,000-mile or 1,600-kilometer-long border was resolved. The dispute was over the sovereignty of the oil-rich Bakasi Peninsula. Finally, in August 2006, Nigeria withdrew, and the control was completely handed over to Cameroon. Current Political and Humanitarian Issues Cameroon scored 15 out of 100 on the Freedom in the World 2022 report and is considered not free. Terrorism Issues The Boko Haram insurgency began in Nigeria in 2009 and then spread across the Lake Chad Basin countries, including Cameroon. Boko Haram is a group of Islamic extremists whose attacks are often indiscriminate including suicide bombings in crowded areas that appear designed to maximize civilian deaths and injuries. In 2015, Boko Haram killed around 1,000 people in suicide bombings and other attacks in Cameroon. In 2016, they murdered another 50 people in northern Cameroon with suicide bombings. The same militant group has kidnapped over 30 people from Cameroon near its northern border. In 2015, the African Union established the Multinational Joint Task Force, made up of troops from Benin, Cameroon, Chad, Niger, and Nigeria, to respond to Boko Haram attacks across the Lake Chad Basin. The attacks have triggered the rise of vigilante self-defense groups. It has been deemed essential for Cameroon and the multinational force to improve the conduct of forces deployed to counter Boko Haram attacks and to ensure that allegations of human rights violations by its forces are investigated and prosecuted, said Human Rights Watch. Besides Boko Haram, the terrorist group ISIS West Africa is in the country. The Anglophone and Francophone Issue Since November 2016, protesters from the predominantly English-speaking Northwest and Southwest regions of the country have been campaigning for continued use of the English language in schools and courts. People were killed and hundreds jailed because of these protests. In 2017, BIA's government blocked the region's access to the Internet for three months. Then, separatists started a guerrilla war for the independence of the Anglophone region as the Federal Republic of Ambazonia. The government responded with a military offensive, and the insurgency spread across the northwest and southwest regions. Over 6,000 have been killed, and it has displaced 765,000 people, of whom over 70,000 are refugees in Nigeria. According to the UN, 2.2 million of the Anglophone region's 4 million people need humanitarian support, while about 600,000 children have been deprived of effective schooling because of the conflict. Asylum Seekers and Displacement Issues Cameroon's limited resources make it dependent on UN support to host more than 420,000 refugees and asylum seekers as of September 2020. There are 347,937 refugees from Central African Republic 
and 135,472 from Nigeria. There are 955,540 internally displaced persons. Due to civil insecurity and population displacements, according to a March 2022 analysis, about 2.4 million people were projected to be severely food insecure between June and August of 2022. This is mainly the result of conflict, socio-political unrest, and high food prices. Maritime Issues The International Maritime Bureau reports the territorial and offshore waters in the Niger Delta and Gulf of Guinea remain a very high risk for piracy and armed robbery of ships. In 2021, there were 34 reported incidents of piracy and armed robbery at sea in the Gulf of Guinea region. Although a significant decrease from the total number of 81 incidents in 2020, it included the one hijacking and three of five ships fired upon worldwide. While boarding and attempted boarding to steal valuables from ships and crews are the most common types of incidents, almost a third of all incidents involve a hijacking and or kidnapping. In 2021, 57 crew members were kidnapped in seven separate incidents in the Gulf of Guinea, representing 100% of maritime kidnappings worldwide. Nigerian pirates in particular are well-armed and very aggressive, operating quite far offshore. The Maritime Administration of the United States Department of Transportation has issued a maritime advisory, effective January 4, 2022 which states in part, Piracy, armed robbery, and kidnapping for ransom continue to serve as significant threats to U.S.-flagged vessels transiting or operating in the Gulf of Guinea. Human Trafficking Issues The country received a Tier 2 rating, which states that Cameroon does not meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking, but is making significant efforts to do so. Trafficking in persons occur in many ways. Parents may be lured by promises of education or a better life for their children in urban areas. And then the children are subject to forced labor and sex trafficking. Teenagers and adolescents may be lured into cities with promises of employment and then become victims of forced labor and sex trafficking. Children from neighboring countries are forced to work in spare parts shops or cattle grazing by business owners and herders. Cameroonians, often from rural areas, are exploited in forced labor and sex trafficking in the Middle East, Europe, the United States, and African countries. Human Rights Issues The 2021 Country Reports on Human Rights Practices states that Cameroon has significant human rights issues. Some of these are unlawful or arbitrary killings by both the government and non-state armed groups, forced disappearances by the government, torture and cases of cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment by the government and non-state armed groups, harsh and life-threatening prison conditions, abductions and unlawful recruitment and use of child soldiers by non-state armed groups, Serious restrictions on freedom of expression and media, including violence, threats of violence, or unjustified arrests or prosecutions against journalists. 
inability of citizens to change their government peacefully through free and fair elections, serious and unreasonable restrictions on political participation, serious government corruption, and lack of investigations and accountability for gender-based violence. Government It is a presidential republic with ten administrative regions. Its foreign policy closely follows that of its main ally, France. It also relies heavily on France for its defense. Executive Branch The President acts as Chief of State, currently President Paul Bia. The President is directly elected by simple majority vote for a seven-year term, with no term limits. The Prime Minister is Head of Government, currently Joseph Dion Goute. There is also a Deputy Prime Minister, Amandao Ali. The Prime Minister is appointed by the President. Legislative Branch It is a bicameral parliament with a Senate and a National Assembly. The Senate has 100 seats, 70 members indirectly elected by regional councils, and 30 appointed by the President. Members serve five-year terms. The National Assembly has 180 seats. Members are directly elected in multi-seat constituencies by simple majority vote and serve five-year terms. Judicial Branch The highest courts are the Supreme Court with 15 judges and Constitutional Council with 11 members. Supreme Court judges are appointed by the President with the advice of the Higher Judicial Council of Cameroon, a body chaired by the President, and includes the Minister of Justice, selected magistrates, and representatives of the National Assembly. There is no limit on judges' terms. Constitutional Council members are appointed by the President for single nine-year terms. There are several subordinate courts. It has a mixed legal system of English common law, French civil law, and customary law. Universal suffrage is at age 20. There are 14 political parties, and Parliament is made up of 33.9% women. The Cameroon Armed Forces are made up of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Rapid Intervention Battalion, National Gendarmerie, and Presidential Guard. There are approximately 40,000 active-duty troops. The Armed Forces inventory includes a wide mix of mostly older or second-hand Chinese, Russian, and Western equipment, with a limited quantity of more modern weapons. Since 2010, China has been the leading supplier of armaments to the Cameroon Armed Forces. There is no conscription for military service. Voluntary service is from 18 to 23 years, male and female with high school graduation as a requirement to join. It is a four-year service obligation. There are 750 military and about 350 police deployed to Central African Republic to counter intrusions from armed militias and bandits. As of 2022, the military forces were largely focused on the threat from the terrorist group Boko Haram, along its frontiers with Nigeria and Chad, the far north region, and an insurgency from armed Anglophone separatist groups in the northwest and southwest regions. Citizenship Citizenship is not granted by birth. 
at least one parent must be a citizen to gain citizenship by descent only. Dual citizenship is not recognized. The requirement for naturalization is five years. Economy Cameroon's Economic Freedom Score for 2022 is 52.9, with a world ranking of 136, which puts it below the regional and world averages. It remains in the mostly unfree category. Government spending is under control, but the rule of law is not well established. Cameroon's market-based, diversified economy features oil and gas, timber, aluminum, agriculture, mining, and the service sector. Oil remains Cameroon's main export commodity and despite falling global oil prices still accounts for nearly 40% of exports. Some positive economic strategies are that the country is building the only deep sea port in Central Africa, that in Kribi. This is financed primarily by China. Secondly, it is expanding its hydropower generation with the Loam Pangar Hydropower Project. The government of Cameroon provides subsidies for electricity, food, and fuel that have strained the federal budget and diverted funds from education, health care, and infrastructure projects, as low oil prices have led to lower revenues. Cameroon continues to seek foreign investment to improve its inadequate infrastructure, create jobs, and improve its economic footprint. But its unfavorable business environment remains a significant deterrent to foreign investment. Land use is 20.6% for agriculture, 41.7% forest, and 37.7% other. Agricultural products include cassava, plantains, maize, oil palm fruit, taro, sugarcane, sorghum, tomatoes, bananas, and vegetables. Soils and climate on the coast encourage extensive commercial cultivation of bananas, cocoa, oil palms, rubber, and tea. Inland on the South Cameroon Plateau, cash crops include coffee, sugar, and tobacco. Coffee is a major cash crop in the western highlands, and in the north, natural conditions favor crops such as cotton, groundnuts, and rice. Livestock are raised throughout the country. Fishing employs 5,000 people and provides over 100,000 tons of seafood each year. Bushmeat, long a staple food for rural Cameroonians, is today a delicacy in the country's urban centers. The commercial bushmeat trade has now surpassed deforestation as the main threat to wildlife in Cameroon. Industries include petroleum production and refining, aluminum production, food processing, light consumer goods, textiles, lumber, and ship repair. The labor force includes 70% in agriculture, 17% in services, and 13% in industry. Exports. Goods and services amount to 6.3 billion in US dollar value in 2020. Major export goods are crude petroleum, cocoa beans, sawn wood, petroleum gas, and rough wood. Major export partners are China, Netherlands, United States, India, and Italy. Imports. 
goods and services amount to $7.44 billion in U.S. dollar value in 2020. Major import goods are scrap vessels, special-purpose ships, rice, packaged medicaments, and wheat. Major import partners are China, Nigeria, France, India, and United Arab Emirates. Unemployment rate, 3.9% in 2021. Poverty rate, 25.3% in 2021. Urbanism and architecture. The urban population is at 58.7%. The population is concentrated in the west and north, with the interior of the country sparsely populated. The capital, Yonde, is the most populated city and has 4.34 million. This is in the southern part of the country and was an area of outposts in the 1800s, with trading posts for rubber and ivory. Industries in the city include tobacco, dairy products, beer, clay, glass goods, and timber. Residents engage in urban agriculture, and the city is estimated to have 50,000 pigs and over a million chickens. The city is known for its striking buildings and monuments. Yonde is spread over seven hills, with Art Deco-style government buildings. The Presidential Palace, or Kemarin Palace, and Compound are seen here with the main building topped by a single tower-like spire. Another pair of interesting structures are the Reunification Monument and Statue, built in the 70s to memorialize the post-colonial merging of British and French Cameroon. It has an open concrete spiral structure with stairs leading up to the base. The statue is a man seated with four children climbing on him while he's holding up a torch. The city is frequently flooded and has had over 130 floods between 1980 and 2014. Douala is the second most populated city and is a port city and the economic center with about 3.93 million. Typical housing of the people in Cameroon is made from local materials and vary from temporary wooden leaf shelters of nomadic peoples to the rectangular mud and thatch homes of southern peoples. Cement and tin are becoming increasingly common. In the regions of the west, Bamilake people set up their housing around a market area and grove, with one central building for headquarters and the center point for chiefdom. Their homes are usually stakes of bamboo, mud brick, or wood and thatch. In the far north, where it is dominated by Muslim culture, there are clusters of cells in a fenced area under the authority of the family head. The fences are usually built of straw or mud bricks. In the south-central east regions, dominated by Christians, the houses are of many different forms. More than half of the urban population lives in informal settlements, and in Yonde, the largest urban group is the squatter. International migration has been driven by unemployment, poverty, the search for educational opportunities, and corruption. The United States and Europe are the preferred destinations, but with tighter immigration restrictions in these countries, young Cameroonians are increasingly turning to neighboring states, such as Gabon and Nigeria, South Africa, and other parts of Africa, and the near and far east. 
family, and households. Oftentimes, extended families live together, including grandparents and cousins. Family obligations take precedence over most anything else. Younger ones are expected to take care of elderly ones, and retirement homes are unheard of. Both parents can be professionals, but the husband is usually more financially responsible. Both parents have equal authority in the household and for their children, yet the father traditionally is the head of the household and makes the decisions alone. The mother is expected to cook for everyone, sometimes with the help of her girls. Men rarely help with cooking. There is no regularity for eating meals. People eat whenever they feel ready, whether alone or with some of the family. Dinner time tends to be somewhat late, around 8 p.m. The portions are generally large and leftovers are kept. In the North, it's common that women take care of the home and men herd cattle or work as farmers. In the South, men hunt for meat and grow cash crops, and women grow the family's food. It is a male-dominated society, and discrimination and violence against women is common. Marriage People practice both monogamous and polygamous marriage. The legal age for females to marry is 15, for males 18. Almost 11% of girls are married by the age of 15, almost 30% by the age of 18, with about 3% of boys being married by age 18. Child-rearing In 2013, the United States Department of Labor Findings on the Worst Forms of Child Labor reported that 56% of children aged 5 to 14 were working children, and that almost 53% of children aged 7 to 14 combined work and school. Children really have their own bedroom, and most always share a bed with a sibling. Siblings even share clothing and other personal items. Children are very respectful of their elders. Teenagers are not very independent and tend to rely heavily on their parents. Teenagers are expected to help care for younger siblings. Some teens do small jobs to earn money on the weekends. Some children face identity issues when their parents don't obtain their free birth certificates within the allotted period of 90 days from birth. After the 90 days, it is a costly process which many parents don't follow through on. More than 2 million children don't have the required birth certificates. A birth certificate is a vital document which establishes the child's identity. Without it, they may have difficulty attending school, getting health care, and other public services. There is the practice of female genital mutilation in the country and affects many young girls, especially ages 6 to 8. Etiquette There is a variety of greetings, depending on the area, especially between Francophone and Anglophone. In both areas, men greet with handshaking. In the Francophone South, there is usually embracing, brushing of one another's cheeks together, and kissing the air. In the Anglophone North, there is a unique handshake among close friends where, as they pull their hands back from a shake, they snap the other person's middle finger with their thumb. Some Muslims will not shake hands with one of the opposite sex. It is customary for a man to lower their head and avoid eye contact when greeting a superior. Upon greeting, 
women most often don't look the other person in the eye, even if it's another woman. Greetings include inquiries about one's family and other matters. It is not rushed. If invited to one's home, it's a nice gesture to bring a small gift, such as fruit or an alcoholic beverage. However, you wouldn't bring alcohol if the host is Muslim. You may even bring a gift for any children, such as some school supplies or sweets. When giving gifts, always offer with both hands, not just one. Always dress well when invited to another's home. This shows respect. Greet each person there, starting with the most senior in the group. Do not discuss business during a social visit. People's homes are private, and it would be inappropriate to ask for a tour of their home. Good table manners are expected. Oftentimes, a basin is brought out with some soap, and all will wash up before eating. Dinner is often served from a communal bowl where you will take from, but add to your own plate before eating. Many Cameroonians eat with their hands, but it is okay for you to ask for silverware. You are expected to eat with your right hand. As an honor, you will be offered the most prized delicacy of the meal, such as chicken gizzards. If you are unable to eat what is offered, thank your host profusely and request that this is more appropriate to be given to the eldest person present. Tipping is not required when out, but it does happen frequently. Culture Children do not have completely open communication with their parents. They don't freely discuss sensitive topics such as sex. Directly communicating negative feelings is not common. Instead, it is shown through body language. Some expressions may be maintaining silence, dragging one's feet on the floor, crying, or shouting. Teenagers don't make eye contact with adults, especially when the adult is angry, as it may be seen as disrespectful or rebellious. They also don't make eye contact with their teachers all the time, or elderly people. However, they do make eye contact with their peers. There is a wide variety of dress due to the diverse population. Women may be seen wearing a sarong, a large length of cloth, often worn wrapped around the waist. Both men and women may be seen wearing loincloths. People wear the chechia, a traditional hat. Men may be seen wearing a gandura, a light tunic in wool or cotton, which is normally colored in stripes or just plain white. Cameroonians tend to form associations or groups with others of like backgrounds. These associations collect funds from each member, of which some are made available to individual members when they fall victim to a misfortune. They also at times offer loans to the unemployed members who might otherwise not be eligible from a bank since they do not own property. The 2021 Happiness Index score is 5 on a scale of 1 to 10. Crime and Legal Issues Consensual same-sex sexual activity is illegal and punishable by a prison sentence of 6 months to 5 years and a fine ranging from 20,000 to 200,000 CFA francs or 35 to 353 American dollars. LGBTI individuals face social stigmatization, harassment, and discrimination. Police and civilians may extort money from presumed LGBTI individuals with the threat of exposure or arrest. 
suspected members of the LGBTI community, have received anonymous threats by phone, text, and email. Doing business. Use honorific titles and surnames when conversing. Present and receive business cards with the right hand only. Take time to look over a business card when it's offered to you, even commenting on the design. This is polite. Meetings are not as private as in some other countries. You may be in a room that is shared with others who may walk in at any time. It's best to keep your suit jacket on unless you're invited to remove it. Be careful not to turn your back on someone who is senior to you, even if it's just to greet someone momentarily. The art of conversation can mean that one will talk over you if they think they know what you're about to say. This may include agreeing, disagreeing, or even changing the subject. There is also the tendency to use proverbs in their speech as a means of enhancing their communication. The typical work week is 40 hours from Monday to Saturday. Businesses are usually open between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Most businesses are open on Saturday. Government offices are officially open from 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. without interruption, but shorter hours and longer lunch breaks are the norm. Bank hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. The Central African franc is the official currency, but U.S. dollars and euros are accepted in urban areas. Social Provisions Employed persons are covered by a contribution of 4.2% of their salary, matched by the employer. The self-employed are covered voluntarily by contributing 8.4% of their salary. This includes an old-age pension starting at 60 years with some stipulations, a disability pension, and a survivor pension. There are sickness and maternity coverage for the employed, but not for self-employed persons. There is coverage for work injury, temporary disabilities, permanent disability, and unemployment benefits. There are family allowance benefits for families with children under the age of 6. This continues until age 22 if the child is in school. There are also family benefits for a disabled child. Education Cameroon has one of the highest school attendance rates in Africa. The literacy rate is 77.1%. Primary school enrollment is 100%. Primary school completion rate is 65.5%. Primary school starts at age 6. Secondary school enrollment is 46%, and tertiary school enrollment is 14%. There are 11 universities in Cameroon, the University of Yonde ranked in the global top 200 in the field of clinical medicine. Healthcare. Coronary heart disease is the number one cause of death in the country. HIV AIDS is the fourth leading cause of death. And road traffic accidents is ninth. There are 4.55 children born per woman. There is improved drinking water for 95.1% of the population. 3% of the adult population is living with HIV-AIDS. The major infectious diseases are bacterial and protozoal diarrhea, hepatitis A, typhoid fever, malaria, dengue fever, schistosomiasis, rabies, meningococcal meningitis, and polio.
On March 21, 2022, the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, issued a travel alert for polio in Africa. Cameroon is currently considered a high risk to travelers for circulating vaccine-derived polioviruses. Vaccine-derived poliovirus is a strain of the weakened poliovirus that was initially included in oral polio vaccine and that has changed over time and behaves more like the wild or naturally occurring virus. This means it can be spread more easily to people who are unvaccinated against polio and who come in contact with the stool or respiratory secretions, such as from a sneeze, of an infected person who received oral polio vaccine. Tobacco is used by 7.3% of the population. Life expectancy is 61.49 years for men and 65.09 years for women. Food. Breakfast is often leftover bread and fruit with coffee or tea. It's common for people to have a large one-course evening meal. Food is generally eaten with the right hand, but cutlery is also used. Common drinks are water, palm wine, and millet beer. Basic staples are cocoa yams, also known as taro, maize, cassava, millet, plantains, potatoes, rice, corn, peanuts, or yams. Any of these are often mixed with water and cooked in a pot to form a dough. It is then formed into balls and eaten with a soup or sauce. Meat and fish are enjoyed, but expensive, so not an everyday food. Common meats are chicken, beef, lamb, and goat. Bushmeat can include porcupine, monkey, and snake, and is a delicacy. Meals are often spicy, seasoned with salt, red pepper sauce, and maggie, a dark, soy sauce-type vegetable, protein-based condiment. There are many tropical fruits. Some popular dishes. Ndole, considered the national dish, is made with boiled bitter leaf. Fufu, a stiff paste made of flour, which can be corn, rice, cassava, or another kind, stirred into water which is boiling. Poulet, or spiced chicken. This dish is made with one large whole chicken, cut up in portion sizes. Then a mixture of chopped onion, ground ginger, garlic, black pepper, salt, bouillon cube are mixed in with the chicken to marinate for at least four hours. Next, oil is heated in a large pot and a small onion is fried until translucent. The seasoned chicken is added to the pot and cooked on medium for 45 minutes to an hour. This is served with rice or fried plantains. Fried fish and peanut sauce. Palm oil is heated in a skillet, and one whole fish, a porgy or bream, is added with garlic and fried on both sides until done. This is set aside to drain on absorbent paper. Coriander, ginger, nutmeg, salt, black pepper, and some dried shrimp or fish is ground together. Next, some water is brought to a boil in a saucepan, and the fish head and spice mixture with the dried fish is added. The temperature is brought down to a simmer. In another skillet, some peanut oil is heated, and onion and garlic are fried until brown. Some chili pepper is added to this skillet, and the heat reduced. The fried fish is added to the onion and garlic mixture. The fish head is removed from the broth, and the broth is strained. Some peanut butter is added and stirred until smooth. 
This is simmered until it thickens into a sauce. This sauce is poured into the skillet over the fish and onions. Some additional dried fish can be added and simmered together for a few minutes. This dish is served over boiled rice with boiled plantains on the side. Mbanga, or palm nut soup. Smoked fish is cut into pieces and placed in a large pot with water, chopped onion, and salt. This is cooked at medium heat for about 30 minutes. Added to this is palm nut pulp, beef bouillon cube, and garlic. This boils for about 15 minutes. Salt, pepper, and crayfish is added. The heat is reduced and it cooks for another 20 minutes. This dish is served with cocoa yams, plantains, or rice. Tomato stew and rice. Stew beef is boiled in water until tender and then separated from the broth. Vegetable oil is heated in a large pot over medium heat, then onions are added and cooked until translucent. Plum tomatoes and tomato paste are stirred in and cooked until the liquid in the tomatoes is completely reduced to the consistency of tomato paste and oil. Beef stock is added back in and cooked down for another 20 minutes. Ground black pepper, garlic, ginger, and the meat are added to the pan and cooked another 20 minutes. This dish is served over rice. Arts Music and dance play a large role in ceremonies, social gatherings, festivals, and even as part of storytelling. Traditional dance is highly choreographed, and there is a separation between men and women, where some dances are only performed by one or the other. Some dances are for entertainment, while others are for religious devotion. Music is traditionally song, with either a chorus, a soloist, or both. Accompaniment can be clapping of hands, stomping feet, or traditional instruments such as bells, clappers, drums, flutes, rattles, scrapers, stringed instruments, whistles, and xylophones. Nigerian music has influenced Anglophone Cameroonian performers, and Prince Nico Mbarga's high-life hit, Sweet Mother, is the top-selling African record in history. There are many traditional art forms and crafts produced for decorative, commercial, or religious purposes. Some are wood carvings, sculptures, basket weaving, beadworking, brass and bronze working, embroidery, leatherworks, and calabash or bottle gourd carving or painting. Several authors have written about both European and African themes. After World War II, there was more emphasis on analyzing and criticizing colonialism. After independence, filmmakers and writers explored topics such as post-colonialism, problems of African development, and the recovery of African identity. Celebrations and Holidays January 1st, New Year's Day February 11th, Youth Day March 1st, Night of Ascension April, Good Friday, and also Easter, May 1st, Labor Day and End of Ramadan, May 20th, National Day, also called Unity Day, May 26th, Ascension Day, July 9th, Eid al-Adha, or Feast of Sacrifice, July 30th, Hijrah, Islamic New Year, August 15th, Assumption, October 1st, this is considered a national holiday for the people in the Northwest and Southwest provinces, collectively called Ambazonia. October 9th, Birth of the Prophet Muhammad. December 25th, 
Christmas Day. Sports. Football or soccer is the most popular sport. Their national team, the Indomitable Lions, has qualified for FIFA competition six times, more than any other African team. In 1990, they became the first team in Africa to make it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup, and they went on to win the gold medal at the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games. Traditional sports include canoe racing and wrestling, and many compete in the annual Mount Cameroon Race of Hope, a distance of 24 miles, or 38 kilometers. Cricket is an emerging sport. The country has produced many national basketball players. Transportation. There is one registered air carrier in the country, and it has 33 airports, 11 of which are paved. There are pipelines carrying gas, liquid petroleum, oil, and water. There are just under 1,000 kilometers of railways. Less than one-tenth of the roadways are paved. The roads are poorly maintained and have poor lighting. There is a lack of traffic signs, poorly trained drivers, inadequately maintained vehicles, and indifference between drivers toward the safety of pedestrians and cyclists. Livestock and wildlife can pose a risk. The rainy season from April to November can cause roads to be impassable. There are 94 merchant marine vessels, with one oil terminal at Limbo, and two river ports, Daula and Garwa. Communications. About 4 in 100 inhabitants have fixed-line telephone subscriptions. Mobile cellular subscriptions are at 84% of the population. The investment programs among mobile operators over the next few years will considerably boost mobile broadband services in rural areas of the country, many of which are underserved by fixed-line infrastructure. The government has also been supportive having launched its Cameroon Digital 2020 program, aimed at improving connectivity nationally. Improved submarine and terrestrial cable connectivity has substantially increased international bandwidth, in turn leading to reductions in access prices for customers. Other projects, such as acceleration of the digital transformation of Cameroon, are aimed at developing the digital economy and accelerating the use of ICT in areas such as government services, agriculture, and commerce. 38% of the population are Internet users. There are 3 in 100 with broadband fixed subscriptions. The government maintains tight control over broadcast media. State-owned Cameroon Radio Television, or CRTV, broadcasting on both the TV and radio network, was the only officially recognized and fully licensed broadcaster until August 2007, when the government finally issued licenses to two private TV broadcasters and one private radio broadcaster. About 70 privately owned, unlicensed radio stations are operating, but are subject to closure at any time. Foreign news services are required to partner with the state-owned national station. Energy Cameroon's energy sector continues to diversify, recently opening a natural gas-powered electricity-generating plant. About 70% of the population has access to electricity. It imports electricity but exports none. Its electricity is generated at 67.3% with hydroelectricity, 
32.5% with fossil fuels, and 0.2% with solar. There are two hydroelectric power stations along the Sanaga River. There is no use of coal. It produces petroleum, exports and imports crude oil, and has crude oil reserves. It produces, exports and imports refined petroleum products. It produces and exports natural gas, but imports none. It has natural gas reserves. Travel. There are two UNESCO World Heritage Sites. One is Ja Faunal Reserve. This is one of the largest areas of protected rainforest in Africa. It's home to 107 mammals, including a large variety of primates, for which the reserve is best known. The second one is Sangha Trinational Forest. This is made up of three contiguous national parks from three different countries, Cameroon, Central African Republic, and Congo. It has a wide range of forest ecosystems with rich fauna and flora. There are Nile crocodiles and Goliath tigerfish, another large predator, forest elephants, and the critically endangered western lowland gorilla and chimpanzees. Some National Parks The Waza National Park is one of the most visited places in the country. It's a great place to see some of the most spectacular animals in the country, including giraffes, hyenas, and elephants. Korup National Park in the most western part of the country along the border with Nigeria. It is considered one of the most diverse ecosystems in Africa with its wildlife and vegetation. There are over 1,100 species of trees and other vegetation. Two activities people enjoy most here are tracking primates and birdwatching. Some of the 14 species of primates found here are baboon, chimpanzee, Prusa's red colobus, red-capped mangabee, and red-eared monkeys. The movie Grey Stoke, The Legend of Tarzan was filmed here. Campo Maan National Park. It's huge, covering an area of 264,000 hectares. The diverse landscape includes mountains and rainforest and is home to 80 mammal species, 300 birds, and even sea turtles, which make their nests on the beaches here. Mifau National Park is a rehabilitation center for apes, including chimpanzees and gorillas. There are guided tours upon request. Cities to visit Kribi is a city with stunning white sand beaches, contrasted by the beautiful blue sea. There are great seafront restaurants that serve fresh fish. Just eight kilometers away is the Chutes de la Lobe waterfalls, where they cascade directly into the sea. Limba is a city on the slopes of Mount Cameroon, an active volcano. There is a botanical garden in the city, which is a great place to learn about the country's wildlife and plants. The United States State Department, on May 23, 2022, issued a travel advisory for Cameroon Level 2. It says to exercise caution in Cameroon due to crime. Some areas have increased risk. Violent crime such as armed robbery and carjacking is common throughout Cameroon. Local police lack the resources to respond effectively to serious criminal incidents. See the United States State.gov website for details on areas to avoid in the country.
it's best to avoid all public transportation and hire private transport from a reliable source. Minibuses, buses, trains, and ferries are in poor mechanical condition and are often filled well beyond their intended capacity. Segment 3, Who Is? Paul Bia. He was born on February 13, 1933, and has served as the president of Cameroon since November 6, 1982. He is the second longest ruling president in Africa and the oldest head of state in the world. He also holds the Guinness World Record for longest-serving, non-royal, current head of state. Segment 4. Who Would Have Thought? Lake Neos was responsible for the most deaths without drowning. This was caused by a limnic eruption. A limnic eruption, also known as a lake overturn, is a very rare type of natural disaster in which dissolved carbon dioxide suddenly erupts from deep lake waters. This forms a gas cloud capable of suffocating wildlife, livestock, and humans. Scientists believe earthquakes, volcanic activity, and other explosive events can serve as triggers for limnic eruptions. This is what killed 1,746 people and 3,500 livestock at Lake Neos on August 21, 1986. The eruption triggered the sudden release of about 100,000 to 300,000 tons of carbon dioxide. The gas initially rose at nearly 100 kilometers per hour, or 62 miles per hour, and then, being heavier than air, descended onto nearby villages, displacing all the air and suffocating people and livestock within 25 kilometers, or 16 miles, of the lake. A degassing system has since been installed at the lake with the aim of reducing the concentration of CO2 in the waters, and therefore the risk of further eruptions. It is home to one of the wettest places on Earth, Debuncha, which receives 10,000 millimeters or 400 inches of rainfall each year. In 2006, scientists confirmed that HIV originated in wild chimpanzees in Cameroon. Spider divination is practiced by the Mambila people, who live in Cameroon and Nigeria. The diviner locates an inhabited spider hole and clears the vegetation from the close vicinity. The hole is covered with a pot that has its base removed. It's covered with a piece of tin which can be removed to inspect the entrance to the burrow. To begin, a stone is rubbed around the rim of the pot as the diviner blows into it and beckons the spider to come out. In the radius under the pot, there is a stick, a stone, and a stack of cards placed. Depending on how the cards are moved by the spider walking through them, this will give an answer to the question posed. Girls encountering puberty are subjected to what is known as breast ironing. It's the pounding or massaging of the girl's breasts using hard or heated objects with the intent to stop the development of the breasts. This is practiced in areas where men and boys view a girl who has begun to develop breasts as now being ready for sexual activity. Women relatives of the girl, possibly her mother, aunt, or grandmother, will subject her to this procedure to protect her from sexual harassment or rape, early pregnancy, the spread of sexually transmitted disease, 
or to allow the girl to pursue education rather than being forced into early marriage. It is done most often at dusk or dawn in a private area to prevent others from seeing the victim or becoming aware of the process, particularly the fathers. In 2011, two ex-ministers were arrested on embezzlement charges involving the acquisition of a presidential plane, the Albatross, in 2004. One was Ephraim Enoni, a former prime minister, and the other, Marafa Hamidao Yaya, a former secretary general. The aircraft had to make an emergency landing with the president and his family aboard during its inaugural flight. It was later discovered that the plane was an old one that had been painted to look new. The country got its name from 15th century Portuguese explorers who named the area Rio dos Camarões, or Shrimp River. Cameroon has one of three waterfalls in Africa that empties directly into the ocean. It's Lobe waterfalls in the beach town of Kribi. The smallest species of squirrel is the African pygmy squirrel and is native to Cameroon. Its head and body measures 6 to 7.5 centimeters and the tail 5 to 6 centimeters, making it slightly smaller than a common house mouse. In 2011, the western black rhinoceros was declared extinct and the last one seen was in Cameroon in 2006. The species was hunted for its horns. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Cameroon. Next time we'll learn about the second largest country in the world. Due to its sheer size, there are many things it has the most of or the largest of, such as having the most lakes in the world, having the highest tides and the place with the strongest current having the most northern settlement, the largest wheat field, and the longest street. But it's more famous for ice hockey, moose, maple syrup, and bears, especially grizzly and polar bears. In fact, in one city in Manitoba province, people make sure they leave their cars unlocked. This is so that someone who may need to flee from an oncoming polar bear can find safety in a close-by vehicle. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Canada. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nationsoftheworld. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout-out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, You will get a shout-out in my next episode, and you will have a chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you will receive the shout-out and question submittal 
along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. I look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners. Please feel free to contact me via any of the social media apps you find in my show notes.